You've landed on the Lonely Diplomat podcast and wherever you are in the world from one side of Quito to the other side of Quito, welcome. I'm Phil McAuliffe and I'm the Lonely Diplomat. I work to help reconnect diplomats and those living the diplomatic life to themselves and to the world around them. I do this through my website, thelonelydiplomat.com, and on that site you'll find my blog, this podcast, and details of my services, including my mentoring, coaching partnerships, and speaking services for our employing agencies. And you'll also find links to buy my book, The Lonely Diplomat, reconnecting to yourself and the world around you through Amazon. Connection is the antidote to loneliness, so stay connected to me and my work by subscribing. Details are on my website. This is the 24th episode of the Lonely Diplomat podcast, and today we're going to be focused on making change. This is an enormous topic and is deeply personal to every single one of you listener, just as my journey. I was really struggling to find the real, the right word there that, that wouldn't make me uncomfortable. I, I don't like the word journey. It, it feels like it's a, it's a reality show on TV. <laughs> but this, it, it's hard to use any other word but journey when, when describing change. We start in one place within ourselves and at the end, if we ever really reach the end, we're in another place, either physically, mentally, emotionally, or a combination of all three. This episode follows a blog post, The Lonely Diplomat, A Letter to Myself About Change, which I published on my website on Saturday the 30th of May. There are links to this post in the episode description, but before I go into the rest of the episode, I want to read this to you so you hear my words. And I will say that the first time I read this out aloud, um, when soon after I finished writing this, I, well, I burst into tears. And it was tremendously cathartic. This exercise was tremendously cathartic because I had the opportunity to really reflect on my how I've gotten to this point in my life and where I started. I'm trying to work around uh, the word journey here, um, but there I go, I just said it. Um, but where I started my journey and, and where I am now along my journey, because most certainly change is constant and I find myself arriving at a destination only to find that there are more changes ahead of me and off I go um, on another journey within myself um, and learning about myself and enabling another version of myself to emerge and put that into the world. So I'm going to start reading this post to you so you can hear my voice, you can hear my words. Um, And 
after I finish reading it, we're going to have a bit of a chat about change and how we uh, can approach change within ourselves. The Lonely Diplomat, a letter to myself about change. Change is scary for me too. I can doubt my own bravery. Dear Phil, in 2016, it's me writing to you from 2020. You're no doubt wondering why I'm writing to you and, without question, think it's a weird thing to do. Trust me, your 2020 self thinks it's a weird thing to do too. I wanted to send you these words and thoughts from 2020 me to 2016 me slash you. And I usually start letters and emails with the question, how are you? So, how are you? I know the answer. You'll say that you're great with a big smile on your face. You'll say that work is good and that the family is all fit and healthy. You'll say that Seoul is a great city to live in. 2020 me, you misses it terribly just by the way. And that life's good. But how are you? Yes, I know that you're feeling fit. You're healthy. You're, you're getting great stuff done at work. You're implementing some changes at work and you're all starting to see the benefits of those changes. This is great. But, how are you? We're now at the third, how are you? You know that I really mean it and want to know the answer. You're sad, aren't you? You feel foolish and selfish for admitting it because you're achieving almost everything you set out to do in life. You feel like you're racing towards an artificial deadline for when you turn 40 next year and you feel lost that you don't have anything big enough to aim for. You're about to ask yourself questions like, is this it? And is this what I've worked so long and hard for all these years? It feels as though you've, you've been running a race to get somewhere, but are only just coming to realize that you're racing alone. Does this mean that you're on the wrong track? Have you missed the point of life entirely? I know that you're spending a lot of time comparing yourself to those around you. You're noticing how everyone around you seems to have all their shit together, but you're feeling like a fraud. Well, more like a fraud than ever, than you ever have, because you felt like a fraud for an awfully long time. You marvel at how others can be great at their jobs, be liked and be, and be respected, and have their home life sorted. You're feeling insignificant and empty, like there's a void opening up within you. It's getting harder and harder to keep up the appearance that everything is great and under control. You're surrounded by people, but you're feeling lost and alone. Here's a truth that you're not ready to hear. You're lonely. How does that truth sit with you? It's time to take off the mask of endless competence and eternal good, good humour. The reason that it's getting harder to keep up the appearance that everything is great within you is that you're beginning to suffocate under those masks. You're worried that the world and those in your life are relating to the masks you're wearing and not the real you underneath. But you're not even sure who you really are under those masks, are you? I know that you put them on a long time ago to convince the world that you're capable and confident. That's okay. So many people around you are wearing masks too. Just like you, they're all working so desperately hard to fake it till they make it. You need help to gradually take off those masks. This is okay. 
you're not a failure when you accept the help of others. Asking for and then accepting the help of others is still something you're working on in 2020. You're getting better at it, but it continues to be a struggle. Indeed, the people from whom you ask for help are generally only too happy to step up and support you. It's counterintuitive to you now, but the fact that you ask for and accept help actually creates the meaningful connection you so desperately crave. The masks you're wearing are an attempt to please everyone in your life, including strangers, and you're hustling for their acceptance and validation. I know that you want to wait to make the changes until you know that you'll do them perfectly. I know that you'll read books and think about what changes you need to make. I know that you're working hard to implement some changes in your life, especially around boundaries at work. How's that going? You're keeping quiet about them, aren't you? You don't want to open yourself to judgment if you get the changes wrong. The judgment you fear is your own. This need for perfection is yet another mask. The same level of care and love you have for those in your life needs to be given to yourself. You need to be vulnerable. You need to let in the people in your life. You need to be seen for being you, not the masks you're hiding behind. This is as scary for you in 2016 as it is for you in 2020. I assure you that being your authentic self gives permission for those around you to be themselves too. I know that you're terrified that if you show that you're struggling or somehow not eternally capable, that the promotion opportunities you so crave will disappear. In fact, the reverse happens. When you show up in the world as yourself, be that in the workplace, in meetings with other governments, or in your own time, you create an environment where you're seen and trusted. People want to engage with you, not with the mask you're wearing. Let people in. I'm here to tell you that life gets even better than how it feels now. By being you, you'll realize that you're far more courageous than you ever thought capable. And, no spoilers, but you write a book, write a regular blog on a website you design and maintain, and produce your own podcast that helps hundreds of people around the world each week. You do this by simply showing up in the world as yourself, admitting and being okay with the fact that you're an imperfectly awesome human. Not for a moment am I saying that everything will go exactly the way you plan, and this is okay. It may not go as you plan, but things work out just as they need to. You still struggle with the need for external validation. You will hurt and disappoint some people. Others will ridicule and dismiss you. Some people who you feel are with you now will leave your life. This hurts. All I can say is that you will get through it by remaining true to yourself and by asking for help and support and resisting the desire to put the masks back on. Indeed, their departure will create space for some amazing new people to enter your life and get settled in your corner and you will be invited to be in their corners. This is Connection. 
This is what will fill that void you're beginning to feel within you. You'll be you in all your stubborn, determined, scared, brave, and human awesomeness. You're about to embark on your journey inward to self-discovery. Sorry for using journey. You hate that word more in 2020 than you do in 2016, but it's accurate. You're about to start the first round of your hero's journey. The video in the blog um, really speaks to you and calls you forward. You'll keep leveling up as you learn more and more about yourself. You'll soon be inspired by the people you let into your life to help you. You'll resolve to make changes with their help and support. You'll make those changes in sometimes in a sometimes messy and inelegant way, but you will inspire yourself and others in the process and by simply putting your skills and interests into the world. I'll wrap this up because I know that you're really busy. That busyness is a total mask, by the way. Busyness is a choice. And I want to say a few final things. Go and buy Dr. Seuss's book, Oh, the places you'll go, it'll change you. It may not feel like it, but you're far from alone. You are loved, for I love you. You are seen, for I see you. You belong, for you belong to yourself. And you are accepted, for I accept you. I can't wait for you to join me in 2020, but don't rush. The process you're about to start of reconnecting to yourself and to the world around you is important. Be brave. Be courageous. Ask for and accept the help you need to become you. Oh, and you'll sign off emails and other stuff by saying be awesomely and humanly you because the world needs more you. I always mean it, but never more than for you now. Phil from 2020. I'm just going to press pause. Okay, it's it's been a few minutes since I pressed pause and I've gotten myself together now. Um, But listener, when I was reading this, sitting um, at the kitchen table um, in my small apartment in this small city at the end of the world, and my awesome partner, Jeff, was sitting on the other side of the table and very quietly working. And there was a point during reading that out to you that I looked over to him and there were tears streaming down his face. And, yeah, part of the change in my life um, has meant that someone awesome like him is now firmly in my life. And I have now, um, I'm feeling extremely grateful 
coming at that another way. Extremely grateful to be loved by a number of really important people in my life for being myself. And, <clears throat> and listener, I was terrified, absolutely terrified, both personally and professionally to make change in my life. And so me four years ago um, in, let's call it May, June 2016, knew or really suspected that I was becoming lonely. And I, I don't know if I realized that I was becoming lonely because, you know, lonely loneliness and admitting that you're lonely is, is frankly, admitting that you're a failed human and, and, and we're conditioned to be, to, to be repulsed by people who don't fit in and, and, and saying that you're lonely actually outs yourself. It's really similar. It's really similar, listener, to actually coming out sexual, uh, in terms of your sexuality. It's really similar. The parallels are, are striking. But there's so much power, just like coming out, just like being proudly who you are, there's so much power in admitting that something within you does not sit well. And there's power in investigating. There's power in asking and receiving, receiving that help. Because I've learned since beginning the journey, I'm just going to go with that word, listener, bear with me. But I've learned that while going on my journey and and you know present progressive the, the the journey continues that it's one thing to ask for help but if you're a chronic overachiever um like me who perversely prides themselves and i still do listener i can perversely pride myself on being a fully self-contained unit and so it's one thing to ask for that help it's an act of courage and great bravery to ask for that help but it's another to receive it and for me i wanted to share that with you my awesome global audience be you a listener to the podcast or a reader of my blog and share with you that I can hover between or hover in the space between my status quo or the status quo and change. And for so many of us, myself included, change is often the last option. It's the only thing that remains once all other options have been explored, tried, and haven't worked out. And in reflecting on this, 
change. There is no, there's no incentive to change listener when everything is going well. Change happens when we simply have no other choice. And the choice becomes, or the change becomes better, more preferred than our current status quo. And that is true of me. That's true of you, listener. And that's true of society as a whole. We don't change until there is no other choice to change. And we often want to do it quietly. We often, well, we, me, I want to do it quietly. I want to do it perfectly. I want to just go to sleep one night and wake up the next morning and have changed and, and, you know, fill version 2.0 has been installed overnight and I'm ready to go out into the world and, and, you know, without any bugs, without any hiccups or control alt delete needing to be hit. And of course it never works that way. It never works that way. Nobody, nobody and nothing can ever change quietly and perfectly. And expecting ourselves to be able to do that actually is an enormous disservice to ourselves because we wouldn't expect that of someone else. And it does sound like a cliche, listener, but change is inevitable. Seasons change. We grow up. We grow old. We change jobs. We move cities. We move countries as diplomats. All the while, we diplomats, I feel many of us actually want change in our lives. And we seek it. But I fear that we seek it externally, perhaps to avoid doing change, before, but to, to avoid making change within us, making that internal change. Thinking just now, listener, that change could be, change can actually be numbing to the real change that's needed to happen. I've just kind of had a bit of an insight there, listener. So I know, listener, what I see in your comments, what I see in your feedback, in my conversations with many of you. I see that I'm not alone. I want to speak really bluntly to you. Reading a book, listening to awesome podcasts like this, reading awesome books like mine, and or, and or watching YouTube videos is great for information. It's great for increasing our awareness. Deliberate pause there. Change never happens from reading, listening, and watching. Change comes from doing 
something differently. Change comes when we become comfortable with the fact that we can get it wrong. We will get it wrong. And I think for diplomats, particularly for diplomats, and many who live the diplomatic life, this is the rub. This is what we try to avoid. It's the not doing it perfectly because of the competitive nature of our workplaces, our need to be resilient, our need to be psychologically resilient because people who make mistakes, we feel we can be punished if we make a mistake by not getting not being competitive enough for that next promotion, that next posting round, that next opportunity. And we fear that it can be used against us by the mere perception, the mere perception that we are somehow psychologically not resilient. I'm quite sure if unresilient is a word, but we'll go with not resilient here. That fear of making a mistake, of jeopardizing those opportunities, can make it feel like we are faced with the with a an either or option. That making change in our life can can come at the expense of our job. Of course, it never does. It never does. And as I wrote to myself, that was my fee. That was my fee back in 2016. But I was so desperate, so desperate for the good opinion of, frankly, random people, random people who had no idea about me personally. But I felt I gave so much power over me to them who likely didn't even know my name let alone know what I looked like but I I gave so much power listener to them so much power over myself to them that had to stop if I was to affect the change that I needed to happen that needed to happen that needed to change before I could accept help in my life. And that help came from my spouse. That help came from my family. That help came from friends who, when I admitted that I was lonely, many of them, many of them stepped up and said, me too. Oh God, I'm going to cry again. And that was beautiful, beautiful listener. And I couldn't have done it unless I'd made the brave choice when all other options were exhausted to ask for help, to show up in the world, begin showing up as authentically me in all my human awesomeness. I also did that 
got help through my friend, coach and mentor, Mike Campbell, who I've interviewed on the Lonely Diplomat podcast last year. I think it's episode five, listener. Um, but that, the, the, the work that Mike led me through as a coach when, I, when he coached me, and now through mentors who call me forward, who don't accept the bullshit that I'm telling myself and, and justifying myself and say, no, you feel you're better than that, try again. We all need that. I need that. Listener, you need that too. So before I wrap this up and, and go and collect myself, I want to issue you a challenge. And while that letter from me that I read out was from me, Phil, in 2020, back to Phil in 2016, who was scared and frightened and and all the other words for, for terrified, petrified of getting it wrong of not, not knowing that I had to take a step but not knowing how to do it or not wanting to take the wrong step <laughs> that letter was to me four years in the past but listener could you after listening to this either write yourself a letter after some reflection or send yourself a voice memo or whatever it is to you in four years time to future you in 2024 something that you can say to yourself that serves as your own time capsule particularly if you feel within you that changes need to be made what can you tell yourself in 2024 who might read that letter might listen to that voice memo and wonder why you didn't step forward to make changes in your life or thank you for making the necessary changes in life and of course there are no guarantees in life but I want to simply end by saying this how is the status quo working for you reading my blog listening to my podcast subscribing to my work and staying connected to my work does not bring change the change you're looking for just like the change i look for in life happens when i do is it time listener for you to do some doing that's all I wanted to say in this episode, and really, I think that's enough. <laughs> but if you have any feedback for me on this episode or in any other episode, please send an email to admin at thelonelydiplomat.com. If you like the episode, please rate it on the service through which you're now listening, and also share it with 
your friends, colleagues, family members, if it resonated with you. If you feel that I could improve my uh, the quality or content of my podcast, please let me know. I serve the global diplomatic community and my work is all designed to help diplomats and those living the diplomatic life to reconnect with themselves and the world around them. As part of this service, my blogs and podcast are provided to you at no charge. If you got some value from this episode, please consider showing me some love and provide some financial support via a one-off or monthly contribution through PayPal. For details, go to thelonelydiplomat.com forward slash support. It does sound like you're getting ready to leave. So until next time, be awesomely and most humanly you because the world needs more you. All sounds used are freeware in the public domain. All views expressed in this episode are my own and do not reflect any official position. I am not a licensed mental health professional. I encourage you to seek the services of a licensed mental health professional if the content of this episode challenged you beyond your current capacity to mentally, emotionally and or physically respond yourself. Thanks for listening.